Local Monsters Spooky Time Fright Hour, your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you can call me Shibby. And I'm Ethan Sereski. And Shibble, when this podcast is ashes, then you have my permission to die. What's it, is that a reference to something, or are you just saying that? <laughs> it's, the, it's an impression of, of from a movie. With, okay, uh, who's the director? No, okay, this will be fun. Yeah, let's see if you can figure it out. You'll get it too quickly if I give you the director. Okay. Let's, uh, play, ten, let's play ten questions. Ready? You figure out the impression. Okay, what decade did that movie come out? Do you want to hear it one more time? Yes, please. When this podcast is ashes... Then you have my permission to die. Okay, what decade did it come out? The 2000s. 2000s, okay. What genre is it? Action. Action. Um, and no, it is not turbulence. No, no, okay. Uh, who is the star? Can't give you that. Okay. Um, was the star... Keanu Reeves. No, no. Okay, was it Wesley Snipes? <laughs> Always been on black. Uh, yeah, no. Obviously, my next guest. Uh, when this podcast is ashes, then you'll have my permission to die. Was it uh, fantasy? Was the, was it a fa- was the movie? It wasn't a true story. No. No, no. I mean, like what? It wasn't like a swords and sorcery. No, 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 no. Um, was it, uh, okay. This line was the villain. That's good. You've I'll give you that. Um, was the villain, uh, played by a white actor? Yes. Okay. Was now it, you can rest assured. I was not imitating it. A, a person of color. Fantastic. Good to know. Yes. Uh, was it, um, was it a man? Yes, it was a man. Okay. Was it... Uh, was the man English? I feel like Rich Little never did this. The man was not... Oh, I don't think he's English, no. Okay. American... On this podcast is ashes. The podcast part is not part of yeah, the... Yeah, real, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, okay. No, obviously that's a substitution there. Right. Uh, you know what? This bit is going on too long. I give up. What is it? It's Bane from that Batman movie. <laughs> hey, uh, Chris here. Two quick notes. One, Dark Knight Rises was from 2012. Not the 2000s. And also, Tom Hardy, who played Bane, is in fact English. So... Oh, that was the only bound of those Batmans I didn't see. Oh, oh, well, there you go. So it's probably not my fault. No, no, that one's on me. You think the darkness is your friend, your ally. I was born in the dark. You know what? That's not that bad. I'm serious. No, uh, Bane is Brazilian, at least in the comic books. No, he's not. In the, not in the movie. He's got a, he's got a pretend accent like Christopher Walken. You don't think Thomas Hardy was playing a Brazilian? Uh, if he was, he was doing uh, an incredibly lousy job. Like he was, he he made up his own accent. I think it's brilliant that he made up his own accent. Fair enough. Where was it? Where were? Okay, yes, we were about to talk about the premise of the show. 
about Bane for a solid three and a half minutes. <laughs> uh, were we talking about Bane or were we talking about the quality of my impressions, really? Uh, I mean, no, like... uh, no, we were talking about me not recognizing a, a line from a film. That was not here. Uh, so, yeah, uh, what's the premise of this show? Well, the premise of this show is an arch villain has taken over Goth. Oh, I'm sorry. Once again, that is that is also Bane. Oh, it was <laughs> like all episodes of Uncle Monster's Spooky Time for an hour. One of us this week, uh, it's uh, Shibble, has done extensive research on a ghost, ghoul, goblin, or demon, something of that ilk. And the other one of us, Ethan, has done—that's me—has done nothing. I, I I've just done very little preparing this week and I'm going to be an audience surrogate and together we're going to find out what this week's monster is and Shibble, what is this week's cryptid monster? It is the Flatwoods monster. Oh, the Flatwoods monster. And you and you told me it's from where? Flatwoods, West Virginia. Ah, West Virginia. I, I got you. The Flatwoods monster. It sounds awesome. Yeah, oh, believe you me. It is. And hey, before we even get into it, right? I think it's time for our hot new segment, the one that's burning up all the blogs, all the blogs that talk about podcasts. They're all like, Ethan we, love this we all love this exciting new segment. That's right. It's our Cryptids in the News segment, A Cryptid Affair. So this comes that. this comes from the Guardian. Mysterious skin-like golden orb found on ocean floor off Alaska coast. What? A mysterious golden orb that may be an egg laid by an unknown sea creature has been discovered on the ocean floor off the Pacific coast of Alaska. Maybe a mermaid will hatch. Maybe, well, may, I think, well, the smooth object with an intriguing hole in the center was found at a depth of about two miles by a remote-controlled submarine explorer. So it looks like it's already hatched. Oh, hopefully it's not a small kraken. No, hopefully not. Uh, scientists at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, in the United States. <laughs> I like how made, they chose that. Yeah. Uh, made the discovery uh, the, uh, suggest it could be a hatched egg or a marine sponge. Do you know what Noah's Ark really was? Uh, spaceship? 90 degrees. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I made a math joke. I'm, I'm high. I'm so sorry. Researchers are conducting tests and a DNA analysis to work out what the shiny object, which feels like, quote, skin tissue unquote, according to Noah, is. A remotely operated arm was deployed to, quote, tickle, unquote, the egg, <laughs> which was found to have a delicate, quote, skin-like, unquote, texture. It was then gently, quote, suctioned, unquote, up a tube for testing in a lab. The dive is part of the Seascape Alaska 5 expedition, which will continue until 15th of September and can be followed on a live stream. And then there's uh, more information about that. 
So that's exciting. Can I ask you a quick question? They deployed something known as a skin tickler. Is that right? Uh, they they deployed a robot robotic arm, which was programmed with the ability to tickle. So a skin tickler. Yes, it is a skin tickler that they use to tickle the intriguing hole in that golden orb. What do they use that for when they're not tickling orbs? Uh, tickling stingrays. Very tickling. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So, back to our monster of the week. The Flatwoods Monster. Of West Virginia. Of West Virginia. Ethan, you don't know what the Flatwoods Monster is. No, I really, I, I've never heard of the Flatwoods Monster. The only thing I've ever heard about it is your text saying, I'm doing the Flatwoods Monster. It's from West Virginia. Yeah, so, but, but, so, you're a tabula rasa. Right, that's right. So... In your mind's eye, in your mind palace. Right. That's like where Hannibal Lecter lives when he's in jail. Uh, sh- I, I think he mostly lives in the jail, but maybe I'm too literal. I think <laughs> uh, you should, uh, yes, enter that mind palace. And when I say to you, Flatwoods Monster, what appears in the, the mind theater of your mind palace? Well, I have three theories. All right, about three the mind screens. Yeah, well, I have different rooms in my mind palace, and yes. I visited. Take me to I the only, basement theater. Yes, yes. Uh, my first theory. Yes. I know that I, I do know this. I know that Flatwoods forests are usually pine. Is am I right? Do you know that? I don't know. I I I went to nature camp once. Okay. At the Stanford, uh, you know the Stanford thing you were live, you're from the Stanford, so you, yeah yeah though yeah, it's right near where my grandparents lived before they died um yeah. so so they're usually pine and since you're the one presenting i took those two clues and came up with that the flatwoods monster is a west virginia cryptid who looks like a wrong turn three deliverance version of chris pine okay and I, I don't know how you take like a stunningly handsome left-leaning Californian and make him like a deliverance cryptid, but it probably has something to do with like 8chan. Now, you're probably going to want to get like uh, any of your great makeups effects masters, such as a Glenn Hetrick or maybe <laughs> a Rick Baker. I know him. Uh, or uh, obviously, or a Tom Savini. Oh, yeah. A screaming mad George there on the scene. That'll have your Chris Pine looking like a real deliverance style inbred mutant before you know it. Guess number two. By the way, if you were the co-star on Wonder Woman like he was, would you like it? And we were us. We weren't like Chris Pine, you know? Yeah. If would it was you, just me, would, opposite Gal Gadot. Yeah. Would you have given it a shot? Just. Am, am I married? No, no, of course not. Okay. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's inappropriate to do at work, maybe after rap. I mean, obviously at some point, somebody, I'm so, whenever yeah. you felt it was appropriate, I would say after we finished shooting together, um, and it was clear whether or not I'd be returning for wonder woman too. I would I mean, have I to try. I wouldn't want things to be weird at work. That's that's and I wouldn't want to put somebody in that kind of awkward position. But obviously, if we had worked together for a couple months on this movie and I felt like there was some genuine chemistry that wasn't just, you know, because we were characters and I would definitely be in my own head about like, yeah, maybe I'm just too into character. Maybe she's just too into character. Is this chemistry or is this just going to be the most electrifying film ever made? 
I'd be thinking, God, I hope she's too into character. How can I get her more into character? Would be Got it. I want her to be more Wonder Woman. Yeah. All the time. I would call her Wonder Woman when we were. I'm, I'd be like, Wonder Woman, do you want something from the craft food services? It helps me stay in character, Wonder Woman. I'd appreciate <laughs> it if you. How weird would that be if her co star was like, Hello, Wonder Woman? <laughs> I would get real. Like, can you at least call me Diana? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or a shortening. No, no definitely not. Sorry, Wonder uh, Woman. This is how it's got to be. Theory. Want to go out? Theory number two. The Flatwoods monster is a little flat monster made out of pine wood. He's like a little wooden manta ray. Okay. Uh, he was originally made to compete in a Pinewood Derby, but he killed the child who built him and now terrorizes Cub Scouts up and down West Virginia. Oh, he sounded really cute until he started all the killing. He's a cryptid monster. I, he was a cute little wooden manta ray. He could be like your little friend. Oh, that's now a good he's point. A, now he's a murder. Now he's a murder man. Yeah, he is. He became a murder. Were I, you I ever? Was, were you a I Cub was, Scout? Um. I think I was for like two months or something. I was an Indian guide. Oh, no, I was a tiger scout. <laughs> what does that mean? It was like a pre-Cub Scout. Like I was too young for Cub Scouts. Oh, that's adorable. It's like even, yeah, Cub Scouts are before Boy Scouts, and this was before that. Do they still call them Indian guides or no? I, I don't know. It pro- I wouldn't be surprised if there was still an organization with that name, but there are, I think they're all sort of independent and like only vaguely affiliated, so it's tough to say. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, theory number three, my last theory. If you rearrange the letters in Flatwoods, Shibby, mm-hmm. you get Walt Foods. It's an anagram. Right. Of course. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Walt Foods but was Walt the greatest. the famous grocery store. No, Walt Foods was the greatest geneticist in West Virginia oh. history, if you look it up. He created a creature, this is my conjecture, for the government during the Cold War as like a bioweapon. Okay. This creature escaped into the forest and began murdering children so they had to give it a code name so they so they anagrammed it up and called it flatwoods to protect the identity reputation and loving memory of the great scientist walter foods okay well those are three fantastic guesses thank you each one better than the last any of them right well i have a great way to tell you that they were all wrong well, there's only one. <laughs> there's only one way I'm going to understand it, though, and it's either corporal punishment or narrative fiction. Well, bend over, Ethan. <laughs> I've, I've heard it's that before. Story time. It's story time. Story time. Story time with Uncle Monster. Story time. It's story time. It's story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Story, story time. time. Now, your daddy never much approved of Roscoe and said that he was a low-down polecat. But you'll be horn-swoggled if he's not the handsomest boy in all of Braxton County. (laughs) Every time you saw him, it was all you could do to restrain yourself from grabbing on his wing-wong and rubbing it (laughs) up and down until that secret stuff shut out the tip. Jesus Christ. Yes, you, Sissy McGraw, (laughs) Or as in love as any 19-year-old girl has ever been. Daddy lost both his arms at Iwo Jima. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Daddy lost both his arms at Iwo Jima. Police said that wouldn't stop him from kicking Roscoe's ass all the way to normal Virginia if he caught him laying a single finger upon you with erotic intent. Still, the heart wants what the heart wants, and your heart specifically wants your hands to reach deep down into Roscoe's dungarees and pull out his country-style hog and work <laughs> it with a pepper grinder. <laughs> and so this Friday night, you resolve it to yourself to sneak off to Roscoe's family farm to see the object of your desire, which is to say, Roscoe's magnificent beepus. <laughs> you kiss mommy and daddy goodnight before heading up to your room but instead of changing into your nightdress and brushing your hair 100 times you stuff extra clothes in your bed sheets and sneak out your bedroom window onto the roof over the veranda you climb down the trellis quiet as a jackrabbit and run off into the moonlight as you run through your family's sorghum fields, the stalks fall and red with grain, ready for harvest. Your only thoughts are of Roscoe's ding-dang-ding-dong. <laughs> you race over hill and dale, and the only thing that races faster is your mind as you imagine the expression on Roscoe's face as his tiny kids spew forth from his pee-pee hole. All thanks to your delicate ministrations. Now, Roscoe lived about two farms away, just on the other side of the fishers. Making it there without being caught by any of your neighbors shouldn't be too much of a problem. As your desire to hold Roscoe Jr. in your hands like it was a wounded bird urges you forward with a single-minded abandon, you must still be cautious. You crossed over the property line, when you see a flashlight's beacon poking through the grain, you duck down and see four kids, a lady, a dog, and Eugene Lemon, a boy you knew from high school, come running past down a nearby path. Were you not currently distracted, you might have stopped to consider this... Oh no, sorry. Were you not currently dignotized, you might have stopped to consider this more seriously. But you had girthier things on your mind. <laughs> you press on more determined than ever. As you crest one of the rolling hills of the Fisher's farm, you see what that ragtag crew was running from. Standing on top of the next hill is some sort of giant something. Ten feet tall if it was an inch. Glowing red eyes peer out from beneath a pointed hood. Wearing a long green gown with a metal collar. Spindly arms ending in small claws wave about. It doesn't walk so much as glide, and gliding towards you, much like you imagined Roscoe's fly gliding down before you pulled out his weighty manhood like a rabbit from a hat. <laughs> you never saw Roscoe that night, but turned tail and ran home. In all the excitement in the following days, you never mentioned what you saw. In the 40 years you were married to Roscoe, you never told him. No one knew that you, too, Sissy McGraw, saw the Flatwoods monster.
Thank you. Oh my God. Now, what inspired you? Were you sit, Were you trying to think of an idea for story time? And you're like, it's a girl going to see a guy, and she's just obsessing about his his genitals. Yeah, that she just really wants to jack this guy off. <laughs> yeah, it was just that. It wasn't like he wants. He, she wants him inside. It, it was just she wants to work him like a pepper shaker. Yeah, yeah. She just wants to grab him and do everything she can. I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to laugh over your story, but when you said work him like a pepper grinder, I mean, who says that? I've never heard that in my life. No, I think I might have came up with that one on my own. Oh, my God. Cheers. That was amazing. You also liked uh, Daddy lost both his arms in Iwo Jima. <laughs> that, that may have been... That hit me just right. It was just it, it. It was like you know when a when a fighter is just completely open. He takes that perfect shot on the chin. That was what that was. That was that was Ken Salmon getting the roundhouse kick. Uh, Ken Salmon. Yeah, there's a dude named Ken Salmon that took a roundhouse kick to the face. Sean Salmon. Sean Salmon. That's yeah, it. Rashad I very, Evans. I yeah. was very close. Yeah, no, that was really good. You're, that's UFC knowledge. Uh, but but I was just I just taken enough shots that my hands were down. I was a little bit tired, and bang, head kick. My daddy lost both of his arms. Who loses both of their arms? Like what, at Iwo Jima? When is this taking place? Like what? Well, that's a good question. This takes place on September twelfth, nineteen fifty-two, when a sm- a tall humanoid alien with glowing red eyes was spotted in Flatwoods, West Virginia. My God, that's that's scary. Yes. Now, before we get into more particulars, do you have any uh, facts this week? Yes, we have Layla Presents, West Virginia Gentlemen's Clubs and their reviews. All right. Glad. How old is your daughter? (laughs) She's almost 18. All right. Fair enough. Uh. Layla. I think about when we were 17 like we would yeah, say no, no. shit like this no it, you know it's fine she's gonna she's it'd be fine. sexist if i protected her from saying something funny about his trip club you know it's true Layla presents facts about west west, west virginia gentlemen's clubs and their reviews west virginia gentlemen's clubs and their reviews number one vixen's gentlemen's club vixen's Vixens. Vixens. That's right. Got it. It is place where owner almost forces you to buy longer lap dance. They charge more money than it says. Never give you any change back. Mm. <laughs> that can't be true. And They're then dance customers that way. I know. And then dancer does worse than they do on stage. They are not friendly, and they make you feel alone. Oh, that's bad. That's the opposite of what you want. Go somewhere else. It is total ripoff except couple of dancers on stage by Larry Wanton. All right, Larry. We will avoid Vixens at all costs. Vixens, you're on blast. That should be there. That should be what they say in commercial. Vixens, we make you feel alone. <laughs> Number two, Southern Exposure Gentlemen's Club. Okay. Poor management and a waste of time and money. <laughs> Very disappointing. Never going back. Monroe was great, but the rest of the staff was goofing off instead of trying to do their job. 
the stage was stage was empty for way too long between dancers, and no one really worked the room. I brought my son with my brother to treat him to to treat him to his first experience, and it was no, a terrible terrible experience. We had the potential to drop a lot of money, but the business didn't perform. By Jeff Smolek. Wow, Jeff. <laughs> putting southern exposure on blast but also, and yourself did you ever go to a strip club with your father um you couldn't like my brother for his bachelor party they went to a strip club my father obviously didn't go i mean who's gonna do that no that i would i would rather go honestly anywhere than a strip club with my father the only place i would less rather go with my father is a whorehouse you would have to physically drag me into a strip club <laughs> if i knew my father was in there or i could <laughs> trick you you, you could trick me. It would be very difficult because he does live fairly far away. <laughs> well, and, now I have a challenge. Well, good luck. Number three, Paradise City Gentlemen's Club. Come on, this has got to be positive. One of these has got to be positive. I showed up here on a Saturday night and I didn't bring any alcohol because I came my myself. I was the only one there for two hours and I was Ooh. the center of attention. When other people came in with alcohol, they all went to them. I had no attention from any of them for about an hour. A hour. One of them even took my coat off a nearby chair and threw it at me. When I left, I told the owner about it and walked out the door. He followed me to my car. Instead of apologize, he made me feel like something he scraped from the bottom of his shoe. He said none of the girls wanted to be with me because I had a body odor and so did my car. This place is a ripoff by John Mabry. John, I might have left that last part out. Uh, <laughs> they think they're talking about this strip club. One guy's like, I bring my kid with me. The other guy's like, I stink. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. Fellas, you're all on blast. Back to the <laughs> Flatwoods monster. Right. So, more detailed description here. Let's hear about it. Roughly 10 feet tall. Wow. With a bright red face, framed by a large, describe it as a hood, but it sounds more like a very high collar that's sort of shaped like an ace of spades. Simply like a spade. Well, there's also that pointy old school witch's hat. Like there's the huge, with the huge point, like the old school witch's hats. Yeah, this is not like that. Oh, okay. Because those this are dope. Is, this is like a collar, but it has the silhouette of a spade, which is a sick silhouette. So he looks like Doctor Strange? Uh, no. Doctor Strange just has a wide collar. Imagine a collar that extends up over your head. I see it now. Okay. Like an alien. I got it. Yes, this is an alien. <laughs> and we're going to get to how we know that soon. It has, oh, I was uh, guessing. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. And it has a... No, no. You've guessed it. Uh, <laughs> it does have a... Uh, it's also wearing something kind of like a green floor-length dress with a oh. metal collar. Like a pin pinhead, yeah, kind of a pinhead vibe, if, or like um, Ozymandias from uh, Watchmen. I don't um, know him. Yeah, or or if you picture like an ancient Egyptian metal collar, yeah, like that kind of vibe. But if it's one solid piece of like embossed steel, that's scary. I think those like metal dresses that pinhead wears are cool. Yeah, yeah, pinhead always has a great look. Mm -hmm. Shout out to friend of the show. Pinhead. And Doug Bradley, too. And whoever did the costume designs on those. 
and Clyde Barker. He's yeah. awesome. All of it iconic. Uh, it also has uh, long, spindly arms that end in like claws. How many? Just two? Because it's humanoid. Yeah, just yeah, one on each side. Yeah. Uh, and but this green floor-length dress is part of why it's sometimes called the Green Monster. Oh. Uh, which seems like that would be a, a branding problem with the Red Sox. Or, oh, uh, I or didn't a think of that. Opportunity. Oh, yeah. They, oh, my God. Think of the ads they could do. That would be amazing. The Green yeah. Monster. The Green Monster should go to Fenway, and they could become like sister cities or something. It'd be great. Unless he's a murderer. It's tr- Well, I'm going to say this. Good news for the easily frightened of the audience. There is no blood in this story. Oh. Uh, so, Flatwoods is a town with a population of a little less than 300 people. <laughs> uh, and according to census reports, there's historically, it's been about 99% white. Which means there are probably three people of color in the entire town. How much CRT do they have? Uh, boy, in that school, a ton. Uh, really progressive. Yeah, uh, I, I checked their voting history. It's about what you would expect. Uh, <laughs> Do they still have segregated proms? No, they don't need to segregate because oh, that's right. At most, I'm going to say one black child. But just in case uh, they want to go to the prom, <laughs> do they segregate it? You got to go to a different one, Tom. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we're going to. His, name, his name isn't even Tom. They just call him Tom. <laughs> We've got Tom prom tomorrow. It's fine. <laughs> Tom prom. <laughs> well, speaking of Tom prom, <laughs> now seems as good a time as any to come and date Ethan. This season's going to be just uh, going to be longer across the board, if for no other reason, because of all the new bumpers that we have. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, that's an amazing bumper. I mean, it, it, that's going to be my ringtone, I've decided. Awesome. I love it. I'll send you the file. Yeah, please do. Uh, so, uh, where was I? Yes, come and date Ethan. <laughs> where were you? What do you think you are? You just listen to yourself screaming, Ethan's a normal guy, come date him. <laughs> So, you've been continuing on the apps. Yes, I suppose so. Give us an apps update. Have you gotten any return messages? Yes, I, I've been getting messages from from ladies. And, um, Were you about to say Jewish ladies? What? I thought I heard you say before you said ladies. 
There was a pause there, and I thought you were about to say Jewish ladies and stop. Well, I didn't want to say I was on J-Date because I didn't want the audience to know which app I was using. God forbid someone listens to the show and wants to reach out to you and date you. <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't want no part of that. <laughs> no, no, not not the listeners. I just want no part of anyone knowing what, what dating app I'm using. <laughs> got it, got it. So I... Um, well, they could have just assumed you were on any number of other, other apps and just only... And only like Jewish ladies? <laughs> No, in fact, I like most women I date aren't Jewish. So, um, I think in high school I had a run of Jewish girls, but that was by accident. I think. Well, like mix it up. Who knows? Maybe it'll do you some good. So I've been messaging um, with you know ladies with pretty pictures, and they're boring. They're boring <laughs> ladies, and uh, that's how it's going. Yeah, yeah. You got to expand from the pretty ladies into the interesting looking ladies. That's where you find the more interesting ladies, I bet. Really? I bet. I think you're just being judgmental. Oh, no, I it's mean, true, because the more interesting looking you are, the more personality you have to develop, right? I think there's an argument to be made there. Then we must be ugly. Yeah, I mean, have you looked at me? Christ. Jesus Christ, you have gotten so handsome, by the way. Oh, I was looking at pictures of you on Instagram. You, you are so handsome. Well, thank you. You're um, like I'm, a you're like a nine, I would say. That's no, 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 no. I'm being serious. You should see you with a pair of sunglasses and your hair and your little mustache. You look very good. I appreciate it, and I'm telling you, it's all curation. For every picture you see it in is. there, I've taken like thirty. Okay. Uh, so, so what's been any any apps updates? What they've been getting? <laughs> yeah, I said I've been having boring conversations oh, yeah. with ladies. All right, yeah. So time to expand your field. Uh, now. Back to, let's finally talk 37 minutes into the show. <laughs> let, now, let me tell you the story of the Flatwoods Monster. Let me hear the story. Let me tell you, it is a spooky one. Oh. <laughs> is, that, is that just the bumper for the word spooky? I, I'm probably going to start using it anytime anything spooky happens. Uh, so you should have hit it when you said spooky just now. I should have, and maybe next time I will. You have to say it to hit it. No, I don't. I can just use it whenever something spooky happens. Oh, okay. Oh my god, what just walked behind you? Okay, good. All right, it's working. It's working. We were just checking. Okay, so (laughs) on the evening of September 12th, 1952. Four boys were playing on the lawn of Flatwoods Elementary School. That's almost exactly 71 years ago. Yes. Yes. We are recording this on uh, September 10th. So, yeah. We just missed the 70th anniversary of the Flatwoods Monster roughly one year ago. Uh, Two of them... Hit the button! Jesus Christ, that was to set you up! I'm I'm sorry, I was just... You're right. I'm joking. I just wanted to hear the... It'll come up organically. We don't want to. Use uh, it. I know. No, I just, I just love the button. It was fun. Okay. So yeah, what happened? They're always fun. Let's all be honest. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so there are four boys playing at the elementary school. Two of them uh, are brothers, the uh, Ed and Fred May. <laughs> and the other two were their friends, Neil Nunley and Tommy Hire. All right. So we got four elementary school kid boys, right? You and don't name boy- your kids, Ed and Fred. Is that real? Yeah, Ed, uh, they were Ed and Fred, or they might have been like Edward. Edward. But yeah, uh, yeah, I think they went by Freddie and Edward. Okay. Um, 
So the boys, they see a bright light streak across the sky in the direction of some farmland nearby owned by another local man named G. Bailey Fisher. All right. A bright light streaks across the sky. Uh, and on their way, uh, the boys being, you know, curious elementary school boys and it being like the fifties, like, let's go check it out. We can stay out all night. Kids can do whatever now. It's better. America. <laughs> I hope we never go woke. Uh, so they're, yeah, they run off into the field to, to investigate, but on their way, they pass by the Mays brothers house. And so they stop in, uh, and they tell, uh, Ed and Freddie's mom, Kathleen, what they saw and that they were going to go investigate. And Kathleen's like, okay, I better, I better come with you kids. It's getting dark. You're going to be running around. Let me come with you. Especially if you did actually see something, who knows? And she also grabs, uh, a, her, her dog, Richie and a, uh, national guardsman. She knows named Eugene lemon from the story. And, uh, and Eugene Lemon at this point was 17 years old. Uh, and, uh, all three, all seven of them, the six people in the dog, they all go to investigate. Okay. Oh, no, I'm following. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you right now. Well, okay. Well, okay. No, that's fine. So, uh, they head down to Fisher's farm and Lemon, uh, shines his flashlight. He has a flashlight. That's probably why they got him. Yeah, probably not everybody had flashlights back then, but a National Guardsman, obviously, he's going to be prepared for an emergency. He needs a a good point. That's why they got him. Yeah. Go go get Eugene Lemon. He's got his trademark flashlight. (laughs) That's his unique accessory when you get the unique uh, the Eugene Lemon uh, action figure. Go get old lights. Lemon. I'm sorry. Shine upon you. My lemon light. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so they head on down to Fisher's farm. Lemon shines his lemon light uh, up <laughs> towards the hill. And there they see it. <laughs> it's a 10 feet tall, like weird silhouette with that spade shape that I described and glowing red eyes. Uh, you know, all the stuff they see it. They just see that thing there. Uh, and it also, there's like a thick, nauseating miasma in the air. Uh, Some members of the party reported feeling sick for days after this. Mm. Uh, The Flatwoods monster then began to glide through the air towards them, sort of levitating. That's a scary way to move. Yes, always spooky when they glide. Uh, And so that's when they ran away screaming. (laughs) Screaming isn't spooky. That's, That's more scary. Were his, uh, were his toes like dragging on the ground when he when he floated? They couldn't see. It was all hidden underneath that big green skirt. No, but do you suppose they were? Um, I'm gonna say it doesn't even have feet. It's got some sort of fucked up levitating thing under there. Maybe like a platform that its uh body that's vestigial rests on. Oh, it's got, it's got a vestigial <laughs> body like a like a what's knucklevy? Uh, well, sort of, except. Uh, opposite, like yeah, yeah. The head is alive, and I think the arms, those little stick arms, they were either withered or they might be even like robotic arms. 
who could say wow. it's got that so it could be like it's riding in a 10 foot tall mecha suit you know or it could be atrophied yeah and it could be and its body could just be completely atrophied or it could just be a head like on a robot body i like that i like that and the robot body doesn't even have legs it's just a levitating platform oh that's awesome Something like that is what I think is under there. That's dope. Um, so Lemon, <laughs> he flashes the Lemon signal, and he gathers some local men. They're like, Lemon needs some help. <laughs> Gather a posse. Uh, one of the men is A. Lee Stewart, a local newspaper publisher. His and initials are to- ALS. <laughs> it's true. Like the American League series. <laughs> or Lou Gehrig's disease. Or, yeah, both baseball related, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I read the article that was uh, they that he published in the paper about this story. It was very revealing. Uh-huh. So uh, the, the posse comes back about a half hour later, and they all have shotguns. They don't find the monster there, but they did still uh, smell that sort of lingering bad smell. And they noticed, quote, heat waves in the air. Uh, The next day, A. Lee Stewart returned to the scene one more time. He discovered skid marks and some (laughs) sort of gummy residue. (laughs) That's right, a residue. Uh, Now, after this, there are a few other sightings in this area uh, after this time, but they were mostly reported much later, and they didn't provide many other details, so they're not super credible. They're, they're, you know, they might be fake, and they even if they aren't, they don't really have any other details, so there's no real point talking about them. Gotcha. One of them was, like, like, one of them was first reported in an issue of Mail Magazine three years later. Mail Mail magazine. magazine. Yes, the magazine for men. (laughs) It's like FHM, but in the in that time period. Yeah, yeah, or like a gentleman's quarterly. Oh, is what I call GQ, but more maybe more workaday than that. (laughs) Maybe it's just a catalog for men. You know, (laughs) men like men. You know, just just your guy's guy. Yeah, it's got like articles on like the car that's coming out next year or. Wood like a how a design for a table that you and investing in cigars. Yeah, and a story about a guy that was brave. <laughs> and profiles of rich people. Yeah, rich men. Men, of course. Yeah, not birthing people. No, and so, uh, so that's sort of the big story of of uh, the sightings of the flatwood monster but since the sightings the flatwoods monster has come to be embraced by the people of uh, braxton county west virginia uh, obviously there's going to be a sign outside of flatwoods that uh, reads home of the green monster <laughs> they're Once liars again, yeah seems like a branding problem uh definitely but i guess saying flatwoods home of the flatwoods monster feels kind of redundant i don't know and Flatwoods, home of the monster, seems not, you know, not descriptive enough. No, Ooh. maybe Flatwoods, home of the eponymous monster. <laughs> you should write that one in. I like that. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. 
You know, the Flatwoods monster. It's Flatwoods. That's but good. It's not its home. It only visited there, but still, I get the idea. Yeah. Uh, at uh, In Flatwoods, there is a ice cream shop called The Spot Dairy Bar. Uh, where there's a large wooden cutout things, you know, one of those things where you can put your head through it and take a yeah. picture. And yeah, you can have it look like you're being menaced by the Flatwoods monster. So, you know, if you're making a day trip out there, uh, that the spot is a good place to stop by. May I they, posit something? Yeah. Now, I know that uh, there's another part of West Virginia where the Mothman uh, is a mm-hmm. cryptid and the, he's well embraced. And it, it kind of feels like they're embracing their cryptid in the same way that the other part of West Virginia is embracing the Mothman, almost like they want their own cryptid and their own Taurus trap. Uh, it's possible, though, that article from 1952 was genuinely published then. So there is no, no, no. no. I no, I'm not saying they're making it up. Yeah, yeah. There is a real local history, and I don't think there's anything wrong with saying like, "Hey, this is a cool part of our local history. If you want to come check it out." That's great. Why not stop by and support a locally owned business while you're here? But what percentage of cryptids are celebrated? Uh, not enough. That's the yeah, point no, that's West- true. But I'm just saying not many. But in West Virginia, it's like all of them. No, West Virginia, I think, has truly recognized the value of the cryptid tourist dollar. Because uh, <laughs> they have no other tourist dollar? <laughs> yeah, that, they got to take what they can get. Boy. Come see our coal. Yeah, come see a depressed town where everyone sucks. And is on opiates. And it's not their fault. The Sacklers. Yeah. So there's, yeah, I'd much rather promote, say, the Flatwoods monster. That's true. Yeah. Come see our, come see our depressed town <laughs> and our opioid problem. <laughs> so, um, now there is a Flatwoods monster museum. Uh, but Ooh. it is in, uh, it's not in Flatwoods. It's okay. Uh, it's in Sutton, which is the county seat of the county of Braxton, where Flatwoods is. They big dogged them and got the museum, I understand. Yeah, I mean, they had the money for it. They beat them to the punch. But, you know, all the tax dollars, you know, in really rural places like that, the county helps is a everyone. more important, uh, you know, administrative figure than a city. Like, at the town where I work, I met the mayor the other week and he's like 28 and what he's like a mayor for two hours a week the rest of the week he's a farmer it's just like almost a volunteer gig oh why don't you become the mayor i'd have to i'd have to live there i'm sure in the mansion no the the mayor does not get a mansion oh well in in the house does they get a house no, the mayor does not get any sort of living quarters. Oh, you'd have to live in the in the town to win it, you're saying? To, yeah, to qualify. Oh, I thought you were saying if you won, you'd have to live in the, wherever he lives. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that, then I'd be more interested if it came with the house. <laughs> yeah, that'd be some extra coin in my pocket. Uh, so, where, yes. Uh, so the county has uh, the Flatwoods Monster Museum. Also in Sutton, there are what they call the five chairs. There are five chairs. Right. There's Um, probably more than five. No, these are oversized wooden chairs that have been painted like the monster. (laughs) Now, if you go to each of the five chairs 
and take a selfie in the chair or have somebody take a picture of you in the chair. And then you bring it down to the museum. They'll give you like a prize. They'll, you know, oh, what a fun. Yeah. Fun thing to do around town. You could have a fun little day trip up to, up to Sutton and Flatwoods. I think. Why don't they put the five chairs in different places? Well, they're they're spread all around uh, Sutton. They're not. Oh, I thought there. I thought you were saying they're all in the same room. I was like, well, that's not a. Much no, of they're a all hunt. over town, so you have to like go all over the town. Well, that was my suggestion. I love that. That's great. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's a great little thing to do. And yeah, cool. uh, the one thing that you can't do uh, if you're going on a tour up to uh, check out the Flatwoods Monster is go to the site where the Flatwoods Monster was seen. <laughs> and it's on private property, and you are not allowed. So, Says who? Who owns it? Uh, probably still the Fisher family, if I had to guess. If it wasn't bought by some large farming conglomerate, which is also entirely possible. That sounds more likely because the Fisher family would probably be making some money off it now. Or also, if it's like a lot of the farmers in the Wichita area and like the meeting immediately surrounding area, they're uh, retiring and selling off to housing developers and it's getting turned into suburbs. Oh. Like cheaply uh, constructed, very boring suburbs. I hope it's bought by the people who made the museum. And I hope they make a big fucking deal about it. And like, and like tens of thousands of people flood the area. I hope it it becomes a problem for them. Not letting people see the Flatwood site. That's That's awful. They, well, you know, but if like you need to use that farmland and people are like throwing trash all over your shit, you know, you can eventually be like, I don't think the worst of people, especially cryptid people. I think they're wonderful. Well, I still wouldn't be surprised. If that, no, that's <laughs> if people were like throwing Coke bottles like on their farmland and they didn't want to have to like fence off a path and then they need to drive their combine around the fence or whatever the fuck they'd have to do, you know. It, it, I hope I hope there really is a flatwood the, monster and it eats them. That's fair. I'm just gonna say farmers have a different relationship to the land, and that's understandable. Yeah, that's true. Uh so uh with that. That comes to the end of my Flatwoods Monster research. Very uh, so good do we research. Have any more? Alayla presents West Virginia Strip Club and Gentlemen's Club reviews. Number four, Lust Club Martinsburg. The, the Lust five... Club of Martinsburg. <laughs> yeah. The five star reviews are employees and dancers. They have made only one review in Google ever. This one for five stars. Pure fraud. The dancers have fat stomachs and cellulite bottoms. D plus attractiveness. Their prices are also very much high. Move on and you're welcome. Joe Nemeth. And I am not making up that name. It's Joe Nemeth. Joe Nemeth. Uh, you suck. Another <laughs> guy that sucks. He does suck. Like Who goes to a strip club and then like starts judging their body? Like they're naked. Leave them alone. Yeah, look at what they're fucking... Why don't you get up there? You think you're so fucking hot? And even if you are, like, we'll make fun of something else about you, Joe Joe, almost Joe Namath. Like, get out of here. At least, like, I'm the best person who my name sounds like, unlike you, Joe Namath. It's true. And your friend, Brittany Spars. Ugh, and I... I'm better... I'm gonna say I'm better than the Birdman. I think you're much better than the Birdman. Number five. Fine Diamonds Gentlemen's Club. Okay, sounds good. This one sounds promising. It sounds upscale, right? Yeah, fine diamonds. 
they are missing presentation because they say fully nude, but they miss presentation because they said it's up to the girls what they want to do. Smells like paint in the air or some funky smell. They was only four-wheelers working when we went, and it's horrible. Never be back. Was that one written by a robot? <laughs> no, it's written by Big Daryl. Big Daryl. Okay. Well, Big Daryl loves small word. <laughs> Number six, Golden Horseshoe Club. Okay. This got, that sounds like pure class. Class sounds like fun. Yeah. One lap dance song dance is $40 bills. Smiley face emoji, laughing emoji. That's a lots of money. And when you inside, Private, they want tips if ooh want to touch or see what's under, laughing face emoji. Most of them don't look good anyway, by Rami Southsmith. What a piece of shit. Like, how gross. I didn't want to read that. That sounds, frankly, like very reasonable rates to me. Uh, yeah, oh, first of all, uh, if I'm dancing on top of you naked, I'm charging you more than $40. Yeah. Me. Like, per, not, not me as a stripper. Me. Just me. Yeah, not even as a professional. As a professional, I'm going to want a little bit more. 200 I'd say, for a, song, for a song. What would you charge if, like, forget the the actual job of dancer. If I said, Shibby, I really want you to dance on me, like, in just a thong, how much for just one song? Boy. Little rap. Uh, you know, I'd have to, God, do I pick the song? Yeah, of course. You could just pick the song. Yeah, of course. Okay, it's going to be Pony by Genuine. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, and I'm going to go... Uh, if, this was, if this was a job and I was a dedicated professional, as opposed to me, like... Because right now, I'd have to go from nothing to build up that skill set and that sort of time and investment. I think okay, no, you know, how to, you know how to do it, but okay. you, ha you don't do it professionally, but you know how. Okay, so I've already put in the effort, so now I'm just bring those i would say to come get me to come out of retirement yeah i'd say about 200 yep so yeah keep complaining rami yeah douche. well rami sounds crazy <laughs> almost as crazy as the flatwoods monster but can it love A werewolf ain't my dad, but it's not so bad. It might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it give me a kiss? Can it hold my hand? Would it say I love you? Does it understand? Does it know that I've never felt this way before? There's a full moon tonight. It's so romantic. And this might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it love? <laughs> so what do you think? Can the Flatwoods monster love? Uh, you know, I don't know much about aliens. I never I've never been interested in aliens and this sounds like an alien to me 
It does sound very alien, very strong theory. This is widely thought of as an alien. Yeah, I I mean, so I'm going to say like an alien's probably just another creature who lives on another planet. So it's probably a lot like it. <laughs> So it, it probably is a lot like us in you know, in a lot of ways. Um and it probably has a reproductive drive. So there's probably an evolutionary mechanism of courtship and maybe even an emotional component of love that goes along with that for reproductive sake. So, yes, it can love. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I I, I never like to think that aliens are going to be too much like us. It could be radically different, but it seems to have a lot of recognizable features. It's humanoid silhouette. It's, uh, you know, uh, two eyes, two upper limbs. But it's wait, all- if it's wearing a suit like you 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 said earlier, maybe it's just trying to look like us to, you know, to do something nefarious and maybe it, it's completely foreign and nothing like us. Well, uh, that's also possible. But I think also it's, uh, you know, if it, if it was trying to imitate us, I think it could do a better job. Uh, because it definitely looks like a giant freak. Uh, <laughs> but maybe that's, I, I mean, not everyone's good at imitations. I mean, like you didn't recognize my Bane imitation. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Maybe this is his best attempt at Bane. Yeah, this is, yeah. <laughs> this is his three kids in a raincoat kind of deal. Well, you know what, then, boy. Now I'm more stumped than ever. This might be our first ever. I don't know if it can love. Uh, it's because it's just so alien. Yeah. I bet it does love its love is weird. I bet oh. it can't love the way that we do. I bet it just, it's I, it, even it just its social conventions around love would be so foreign to us. I bet it's listening right now going, bet I can love the way you do. Well, I guess we'll just have to go out on a date. What would you do for your first date with the Flatwoods Monster? I would take I would take it to a drive-in. Okay. That, and I would pay the guy, because uh, I don't think many people go to drive-ins, so I think I could probably get him for a certain amount to play the movie I want to see. And I'd ask for Hellraiser, because he wears that luxurious metal uh, dress, uh, just like the Flatwoods Monster. I think that he might have someone to root for in the movie. We might have a good time. Might get to first, and there's definitely snacks, and I love snacks. That sounds like a great date. And yeah, I bet you you could rent out uh, the local drive. We got a drive in here in Wichita, and I bet if you reached out to them, you could find a way to rent it for a night. Especially on an off night. Yeah, yeah. I think they pretty much only do showings on the weekends. Or if you went sort of in the off season, like towards like the end of fall, I bet they are, you know, more uh, available. But but hear me out. Right. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the Flatwoods Monster to the spot, uh, the spot dairy bar, and we're going to get some chicken tenders and a couple of uh, uh, their, whatever their equivalent of a blizzard is. And uh, <laughs> then we're going to take our picture in the big cutout, but they're going to be one of the people that's being chased by the Flatwoods Monster. It's going to be really cool. You should do it both ways. Like it should be the person being chased and then it should be the Flatwoods Monster and you guys should switch. That would be really cute in your album. Yeah. Yeah. We'd (laughs) we'd get every iteration possible. Yeah. 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 I like that. That's, that's a cute date. Yeah. So 
we know what's going to happen after that cute date. We're going to find out if it can fuck. <laughs> that sounds crazy, but can fuck. What do you think? Does it do the nasty? Does it get freaky? <laughs> that got me today. That song is... I used to, I used to just rewind that on an episode and listen to it 20 times. It would just fucking make me laugh so hard. It still does. It just gets to me. Um... It, it, I don't think, I think it procreates without fuck. <laughs> you think it procreates without fuck? I don't know where the rest of the word went, but yeah, I think it procreates without fuck. Fair enough. Um, you know, apparently I'm, just, I'm an immigrant. I'm, yeah, you're about to write a review for a strip club. It's <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say that uh, it can and does fuck. I think it's super horny. But you said that its body was vestigial. I bet I bet it's I bet it's a total perv and it loves to do finger stuff with those weird claws. When it's atrophied like mechanical with their weirdness. Robot claws. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. maybe it's because of the Hellraiser connection, but I'm getting oh. I'm So it's a perv. Vibes. Yeah, and I think with such like a grand costume and silhouette with that metal collar. Oh. Like it's giving me big S&M vibes. What's its kink, if you had to guess? I mean, I got to say probably uh, not uh, not leather, but the, the plastic stuff. Uh, oh. Vinyl. It's really into vinyl. I would say giantesses. It is giant. It is certainly. No, no, I mean, I mean 50 foot. Oh, Giantesses. okay. So you think it's it, you think it's looking for something even bigger? Yes, that's why I, th- I think it's bigger than a lot of th- than all humans. Obviously, all human women. So it fantasizes about something that could dwarf it. It wants to be dominated. Okay, fair enough. Well, I think the only thing left to say then is it's fight night. Fight. Get over here. So, we're starting off with the 10-foot-tall, clawed, levitating, flatwoods monster. With versus a cape. the big man, the Kung Fu Diesel, <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. What are your thoughts, Ethan? My thoughts are that Shaquille O'Neal... Uh, first attacks it low and has no success, and it may land something. I'm not sure what it. Maybe it scratches him with its withered claws, and he what? goes. No, I got. I got a better move than that. Okay. Shaq goes low. It cuts off its levitation, drops a heavy metal disc right onto Shaq's spine. Okay, so it back hits him in the back. That's that's a good. That's a good move. And then Shaq uh, reaches into its head where the little alien who controls it is hiding. He pulls it out, and then he 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 squishes it in his hand, and it explodes. All right, so you're thinking one Shaq. One Shaq. I think that's fair. We didn't hear very much about offensive capabilities on no. the Flatwood Monster. Uh, it's a lever, not a fighter. That's true. It's a freaky perv. Yeah, for sure. 
Number two, we have the Flatwoods Monster versus the witch from the Wizard of Oz who got hit by the house before she got hit by the house. Okay, that was the East, the Witch of the East. The Wicked Witch of the East, correct. Yes, she was wicked, indeed. <laughs> indeed. Indeed, quite so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what I feel, I feel like she's got some pretty good magics on her. And I didn't hear any, well, the Flatwoods monster did crash. Could it have crashed its spaceship into the Wicked Witch of the East? That's (gasps) the only way that it could have won, and that is how it won. Flatwoods monster takes it. Unless it crashed its broomstick into Earth, and it's actually a witch. Boy, think about it. What if they're both witches? The Wicked Witch of Space. That'd be awesome. What, a, what an end to the story. Um, we have the Flatwoods Monster versus the little engine that could. Well, I think it can. <laughs> I think it can. <laughs> I think it can. <laughs> <laughs> well, number four, we have the Flatwoods Monster versus a Terminator still oh. working, but with no legs and no weapons. Okay, so like its legs got crushed in a hydraulic press. Exactly the, like uh, that. It can still drag itself around and crawl on its arms. And, and boy, still... those, those Terminators are determined. Mm. Uh, but the Flatwoods monster can glide. Probably mm. out of reach of the Terminator. Like but how it, does it land offense then? Boy, that's a good question. We know that it is some sort of space technology. It was able to travel through space. So I'm going to say it's going to be, uh, have a level of technology that could understand the workings of a Terminator. It's going to know how to what it's going to need to do. That's probable. If it's, if it's, if it's got advanced alien technology, it probably won't be like, Oh my God, what's this? It'll be like, Oh, that's an old Terminator. I did not know they made metal skeleton humans <laughs> with Austrian accents. <laughs> That's right. That's the latest news. Terminators are real. I we have the, the wrong button. I like it like that. The Flatwoods Monster versus all of Cat Stevens' current fan base. Okay, and what's Cat Stevens' current name? I think Yusef Allah or something like that. We should look it up. I want to be respectful of Cat Stevens here. No, no, he's literally on, like he's like a, a, an extremist. Like it's not like he's a peaceful fellow. Mm. We don't need to be respectful of him. Uh, Yusef Islam. I, I would. How close was close. I? You were very close. I was just joking, and I was close. Well, fair enough. Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, if uh, you're listening to his contemporary work, go check out the classics, because you're about to get killed by the Flatwoods Monster. (laughs) Number six, we have the Flatwoods Monster versus a platoon of those little green soldier men, the plastic ones, including the one on his knee with a bazooka. Okay. Are, are, Are they animate? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Are they are they uh still there uh but they're Yes. Are they small still? Yep, they are they are they're very they're they're Lilliputian. Okay. Well the bazooka, I'm gonna say, is still gonna offer a small explosion that could probably do some damage. Yeah. Uh 
and they're going to be hard to avoid because they're so small and they'd still be pretty fast. So I'm going to, I'm going to put this one on the platoon. I, I, I happen to agree with you. I think they'd have a really good shot. Yeah. Um, we have the Flatwoods monster versus wokeness. Mm, the concept. The concept, yes. The I was going to say jazz, but I figured wokeness would be more interesting. No, more contemporary. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sadly. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, the the woke mind virus. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to put this one on the Flatwoods monster. Because what does wokeness even mean anymore? Nothing. It's it's become a ugh, terrible term. Ugh. And uh, they ruined it because it was a good term a long time no, ago. No, it conveyed something meaningful. And then unfortunately it got co-opted and then corrupted. My understanding was it was just an awareness of systematic injustice. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is the safest definition. And the how, most do you, how do you attack that? How, okay. It's just ridiculous. By, uh, by defining it as something else. No, no, not how do you, like, how, why, like, what, what would inspire someone to be against a, a knowledge of a, I mean, oh, I guess wanting to deny the injustice, just assholes. Uh, yeah. We have the Flatwoods Monster versus Joseph Coney with just the Kindergarten Battalion. Okay, Coney 2012. Uh, boy, they were tough. I wouldn't want to go against Coney and the Kindergarten Battalion. I got to put this on those guys. They've been fighting for like eight years, those kindergartners. That uh yeah, they the ones that are left are probably fucking wild. Oh my god, can you imagine them now at like nineteen or fif- even fifteen? They've been fighting since they were six. Oh my god, what yeah. monstrous I hope I god, I hope they get out of there and live normal lives. That sucks. Yeah. Last but not least, we have the Flatwoods Monster versus nineteen ninety three Prime Hoist Gracie. This is a real one. I really want to know what you think. All right. Prime Hoist Gracie. I'm going to say probably a better technical fighter than your prime Shaquille O'Neal. At that point, I mean, he, just picture him being pure jujitsu. I mean, striking is not his game, it, okay. it, but he. Well, those spindly long arms are going to be really easy to grab onto. Uh, so if he can uh, start ripping those pretty much right out of the socket, pretty well, pretty quick, pretty easy. Uh, and at that point, barring any unknown, undisplayed, oh, wait, you know, we forgot about in this whole equation, the sickening miasma. Oh, Hoist Gracie might shit himself and vomit. Choke on his own vomit to death. (laughs) The Flatwood Monster takes it. (laughs) And... And that was fight night. Thank you, Shippy. Very well done. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I think we've hit that time in the show when it's time for our final Layla presents West Virginia's Stripping Gentlemen's Club Review. Number seven, Desires Gentlemen Club. Okay. I'm feeling good about Desires. I desire a positive experience at a strip club. $10 entrance fee, limited selection of beer, and a total of two dancers who weren't even on the stage the majority of the time. And no nudity while I was there. That's a legitimate gripe. Maybe they're not allowed anymore. Waste of time and money. Plus, they allow smoking, which I didn't think was allowed in establishments in Hancock County. 
Oh, and the music was being played from someone's cell phone, so it kept cutting out every time they got a text, and there were commercials between songs. I definitely won't be going back by Byron Spear. Fair enough. That seems like a legitimate complaint. You guys could at least spring for Spotify Premium. Get those ads out of there. But the text... $8 a month, guys. Yeah. Maybe maybe figure out in the settings how you can get that to stop happening. Tool around in there. Spend the afternoon. <laughs> Take the time. Or Google it. Yeah, just just whatever you got to do to get that running a little bit smoother. I think your customers will appreciate it. Number eight, Godfather's Gentleman's Club. Godfather's, okay. So it's a mob joint. Yeah, yeah apparently that's what they want to convey. Uh, the bartender slash DJ slash only dancer spent most of her time... <laughs> She is all three. Spent most of her time with her boyfriend, who was very protective. Slow to get drinks. He didn't like her dancing with anyone. The rest, oh, uh, the rest of the workers were two hours late. One small blondie was so pilled out she was sleeping in a chair at the stage. By Chuck Suter. Okay, those seem like some legitimate uh, complaints. I'm going to put that, that. That seems like some problems. Can you Shock. imagine that one girl is bartending, DJing, and dancing, and her boyfriend's all over her? Like, I would uh, they charge yeah. a cover you know, price? Yeah. Maybe uh, find out if any more dancers are showing up, and at that point, call it a loss. Send the boyfriend home. No, I'm, no, I'm going to say, as a customer... It's a, this is a sign to call it a night. This is a bad vibe. I would yeah. not have waited that two hours for <laughs> and be like, hey, give me another dance. And when you get back, I want a Bud Light. <laughs> and also play me uh, Pony by Genuine. <laughs> and tell your boyfriend to shut the fuck up. Number nine, Elite Gentlemen's Club. All right, you can't beat the elite. This has got to be a positive. Walked in expecting a great night with my husband and girlfriend. We were turned okay. away at the door. The very unprofessional Jersey Shore wannabe manager said all females must have their own male escort because, quote unquote, it's my club and my experience says you need a escort. Okay, buddy. Guess you didn't want the $3,000 in cash I had for tips. No wonder you are hiring. Those poor girls must not make anything. Also, the lady on stage dancing literally could have been my grandmother. By Heather Lentile. Well, Heather, I think you should be more respectful and supportive of older dancers. I think she was just mad because... I Well, I mean, also, you can't say a customer needs uh, an escort or a, a, a chaperone. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird policy. How dangerous is your club? Yeah. But, how much like, rape is going on at your club that you can't come in alone as a woman? Like, how about the dancers? Are they safe? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like this is a bad vibe. Yeah. I wouldn't go to Elite Gentlemen's Club. Yeah. And I'm with you, yeah. Heather Lentile, except for talking about the grandmother, because uh, grandmother or not, she's up there uh, showing those uh, potatoes. So, you know what? Throw, uh, make it rain. Yeah. And, boy, I'm looking at you right now. I, and you can see me. I'm. I. I am all white. I am. Yeah, there's no been redness. Around, but you have not forgotten about the Flatwoods monster for one second. No. Well, joking is the way I deal with fear. Yes, your fear of the Flatwoods monsters, because you gotta know, is it real? Is real. 
Shekit Bavakasha. Hey! <laughs> well, well, it's tough to say. Um, most uh, ufologists who have looked into this story of this famous alien sighting since have come to the conclusion that, uh, no, not real, uh, that it was an owl. <laughs> a, a 10 foot tall owl? It was or an was owl it in a tree. <laughs> the tree was 10 feet tall. It just had eyes. Yeah. And, and just, it looked like, it just looked like, you know, the lighting wasn't very good. It was dark out. And it was kind of far away. So and technically was I was like, right. It was a tiny little alien controlling a big thing. Yeah. But the alien was, uh, uh, allegedly an owl. According and the big to, thing was a tree. Yeah. And it was a, yeah, it was a tree and the green dress that was just leaves. <laughs> And the, the red eyes is just the reflection from uh, the flashlight. And How about the smell of uh, shit? Uh, the the they think that was sort of uh, panic that they all just got sort of nauseous with fear, and that psychological effect lasted the next couple of days. We've heard we've heard that before on here. That wouldn't be surprising if it was just uh, the shock and fear. So there you have it. Uh, but. UFOlogists, who are they working for? Who's paying their bills? Yeah, exactly. Just Probably they aliens. Say it's an owl? That doesn't mean it's an owl. I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm not Ed or Fred or Neil or Henry or Kathleen or Eugene Lemon. And why won't they let you visit the place where uh, people encountered it? Why is exactly. that such a secret? What is the secret? What is the secret of Flatwoods? QAnon, you know. <laughs> they know the truth. You know you know the truth. The storm is a coming. And the truth is, is that the red light from Uncle Monster? <laughs> I think it is. It is. That's the red light. Hey, guys, how y'all doing? Uncle Monster, it's great to see you, buddy. It's great to see you. What's the latest? What's the haps? Um, I've been uh, on dating apps. <laughs> That's, that's, that's all. And it's not, it's not going great, but it's not, it's not because it's like rejection. It's just kind of at a boring in-between stage. I hear that. Just not a lot of chemistry. You know what you should do? Find someone who wants to watch a movie with you. That's a great idea because I love movies. I should find someone else who loves movies. Do you have an idea what movie I should watch with them? You should watch The Prophecy. Oh, that's a great film. Tell, tell the audience. That it stars Eric Stoltz <laughs> and it stars Christopher Walken and it stars Elias Codius <laughs> and it stars Vigo Mortensen <laughs> and Elias Codius. I heard and it stars Virginia Madsen. Oh, from Candyman. So check it out. <laughs> Nothing about the plot, just a lot of hello, Shemel. Oh, is that Uncle Monster 2? What's yeah. going on with you? Oh, I'm just happy to see you. You look very nice. Thank you. I've been told that I'm a 9. I agree with that. In fact, I'd say a 9.25. Oh, damn. A quarter for the smile. That's what we say in Monsterland. What the f- <laughs> Oh, whatever. 
<laughs> uh, I, I, I have a movie for you to watch just like my brother. Yes, tell me the movie. Yeah, if you think Hollywood should have bred Haley Joel Osment and Dakota Fanning as soon as they were fertile, then you should check out Ugh. the ma- Huh? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't expect Uncle Monster to suggest that I start breeding people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we could have made a race of uber super actors. <laughs> it would have been awesome. Haley Joel Osment, Dakota fan. Imagine how the how great the actors would be. Uh, as soon as they were breedable. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they were... We could have had Lee Strasberg be their nanny. It would have been amazing. So if, you, if you're into that, you should check out The Man Who Saves the World. Mm. Or Turkish Star Wars. Or Dunyayi Kurtan and Adam. It's got a charismatic star in Gunate Arkin. And some actual shots pulled from real Star Wars just to spice things up. But don't take my word for it, Lavar. Okay, thanks, Uncle Monster 2. And thanks, <laughs> Lavar, for stopping by. Right, of course. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in for another episode of Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour. And thank you uh, for uh, checking out our social medias. You can find us on Instagram at Uncle Monster 6 and Blue Sky as UncleMonster.bsky.social. And on Patreon at Uncle Monster 6, where you can find a bunch of fun bonus episodes. That's right. You can check out our movie reviews. They're really fun, but not as fun as doing the show together and especially with you, audience. Uh, just just keep safe. Uh, motherfucker. Keep safe. Keep safe. That's the tagline. That's <laughs> just keep safe. And then the show ends. Just remember one thing, audience. One important thing. Don't get, get spooked. spooked.